Welcome to the podcast and the church said. My name is Dr. Monique Smith Gatson, also known as Dr. Mo, a Christian licensed professional counselor specializing in marriage and family therapy. I'm your host for this weekly podcast where we discuss church and culture from a Christian counseling perspective. All of our insights are rooted biblically to foster emotional, mental, and spiritual health for individuals and churches. We aim to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. Quite simply, we help the church help the people. Although I am a licensed clinician, this podcast is not intended to serve as therapy. We strongly encourage you to seek out your own personal relationship with a professional therapist. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode. Hello, everyone. I am so glad to have you with us for our conversation on today. Thank you so much for those of you who continue to take time to listen to this podcast, to those who have subscribed and shared. I am so appreciative of your support and your encouragement. Please continue to share and subscribe and tell your friends about this podcast. And if you are willing, please leave us a review and rate us, I hope, five stars. Thank you again so much for your support of this podcast. Today, our midweek service to the church is entitled Pastors, Pre- and Post-Pandemic Pressure. Darren Patrick, a teaching pastor at Seacoast Church, the former founding pastor of Journey Church in St. Louis, died by what seems to be an apparent self-inflicted gunshot wound. In 2016, Patrick was fired from Journey for inappropriate meetings and conversations with two women. Apparently, Patrick had undergone a restoration process that lasted 26 months. In a blog post where Ed Stetzer interviewed Patrick, Patrick made some very insightful remarks. He said, he, ta- he talked about the lack of healing with regard to his abusive dad. He took on the responsibility of moving him closer and managing his health during the last few months of his dad's life. Then his father died. And he said, something broke within me internally. He also said that many pastors don't understand or believe that emotional health is connected to spiritual maturity. Patrick stated, I essentially believed that biblical and theological depth, along with a gospel-centered focus, took care of everything emotional or relational. A huge, often overlooked piece of spiritual maturity involves appropriately engaging our emotions instead of avoiding them and experiencing healing and wholeness in Christ. I think the church has been so afraid of overfocusing on emotions that we've subtly and not so subtly encouraged people to shut them down altogether. This is really destructive for people's souls. He also stated, I believe that many pastors are very out of touch with their own wounds, weaknesses, and relational challenges 
because engaging those things feel like a distraction from moving ahead in ministry or keeping an appropriate theological focus. Lastly, Patrick stated, I do still struggle with significant regret, shame, and sadness. I hurt a lot of people and I caused a lot of relational damage, which I can't undo and for which there is no quick fix. I completely understand and accept that there are people who aren't ready to forgive me. And yet I also mourn the loss of those relationships on a daily basis. The process of accepting reality while also deeply and personally embracing crisis work on my behalf is ongoing for me. It just burdens my heart when we lose spiritual leaders to death by suicide. Any death by suicide is difficult, but typically there are so many eyes on the spiritual leaders. A close friend of Patrick's, Robbie Gallanty, as a pastor in Hendersonville, Tennessee, stated that pastors are great at helping other people, but often don't know what to do when they struggle. They try to keep up appearances and try to handle their struggles on their own. As a clinician, I resonate with much of what Patrick has stated. I'll save that for another time. Out of respect for the deep pain and hurt of his family and friends, I do not want to come across as viewing his life as a case study. However, he has given us some powerful insights to consider. When asked his advice to pastors, he himself said, address your wounds. Wounds are either a tender place that needs healing or a broken place that needs repentance. He also said, work on creating a leadership culture where emotional and relational maturity is as highly prioritized as theological depth and leadership expertise. I want to repeat that. He said, work on creating a leadership culture where emotional and relational maturity is as highly prioritized as theological depth and leadership expertise. Wow. Just think on that for a moment. His personal pressures spilled over into his pastoral pressures and responsibilities. I think of the many pressures that pastors are under when there wasn't a pandemic to consider. In an article entitled African-American Pastors on Mental Health, Coping and Help Seeking, the authors Janae Avent, Craig Cashwell, and Shelley Brown Jerry report that eight pastors discussed their personal experiences with anxiety and depression. Some reported struggling with worry. Some additional insights they offered 
that they need time alone to deal with the pressure that comes along with the ministry. The role of pastor is taxing. They often neglect their own personal well-being in caring for members of their congregation. And lastly, one pastor stated, we are the worst. Pastors are the worst. We don't rest. Wilson and Hoffman in their book, Preventing Ministry Failure, report these facts concerning ministers. 25% have been forced out or fired from their ministry at least once. 90% feel inadequately trained to cope with ministry demands. 80% believe that pastoral ministry affects their families negatively. 45% say they've experienced depression or burnout to the extent that they needed to take a leave of absence. 40% have serious conflict with a church member at least once a month. 20% admit to having an affair while in the ministry. 37% admit that internet pornography is a current struggle. 70% do not have someone they consider a close friend. All of these are reports that are pre-pandemic. Since the pandemic, pastors offer perspectives on leading well despite their personal struggles. Barna asked parent, pastors a number of questions relating to how confident they were in leading, including their comfort with publicly admitting to uncertainty during this time. There was no question on this point that all U.S. pastors agreed on some level that leading my church well through this global crisis means acknowledging that I don't have all of the answers. However, when it comes to sharing personal struggles with their congregation, the numbers shifted slightly. While the majority of church leaders disagree that their church would lose confidence in them if they admitted to personal struggles related to the current crisis, um, another one in 10 of those voices voice concern about their congregants' perceptions. Though 85% of pastors believe they can be open with their congregation, some feel that the disclosure of their personal struggles through COVID-19 would be inappropriate. These findings are eye-opening. We need to give just as much attention, if not more, to the emotional and mental well-being of pastors and ministers and spiritual leaders. As I facilitated the leadership development of future human service leaders this semester, the main point that had been emphasized is that to the extent of their own individual development will inform how a leader works with groups and eventually to the larger society and community. Church leadership needs to be aware of these pressures that are upon pastors. 
The pandemic has added another layer of stressors to everyone. However, we know that there are some professions that are at higher risk than others during this time. Some things for us to consider. We need to make sure that pastors still take time off, even during this pandemic. We need to assess how the pandemic is affecting them, not only physically and financially, but also mentally and emotionally. We need to make mental and emotional well-being an ongoing priority for pastors. And we need to consider having counselors readily available for pastors. There will be significant adverse emotional and mental effects for months and years to come after this pandemic is eventually declared over. And that's not even considering the current adverse effects. We already know that pastors were pressured pre-pandemic. We know that they are pressured during this pandemic. We know they will be pressured post-pandemic. We need to ensure that there is care for the pastors. They are susceptible to their historical baggage and lived experiences just like anyone else. And more times than not, they don't receive the grace that all of us so desperately long for when we trip up over our own historical baggage and our lived experiences. Do we see an epidemic on the horizon with our pastors? Are we in the midst of one? Will we be proactive? After you have heard my call, what will be your response? And the church said. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, let anyone who has ears to hear, listen to what the Spirit says to the churches.